Hey everyone, my guest for episode 4 is well known for his StarCraft songs, but has been a caster for some time now as well. He was one of the first StarCraft people I befriended way back in 2011, and has been passionate about StarCraft from basically the very beginning. Enjoy listening to episode 4 with Tempo. Hey guys, welcome to Caster Calls with Zombie Grub, episode four. I'm talking with Tempo today, a guy you might not see on a WCS broadcast, or I guess, well, EPT broadcast now, because it's a travesty. This guy is super awesome. He deserves to be whatever he wants to be, caster, interviewer, host. I'm going to talk to him a lot about that type of stuff here on this podcast. So Tempo, tell me, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm feeling good, you know, uh, despite all the craziness going on. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like it fits us pretty well. You know, uh, we tend to stay in our houses for the most part anyway. So everybody's going crazy and like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I don't mind. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people joke that like gamers have been preparing their entire lives for this, <laughs> but I mean, we were just talking about how we're both really sad that our gym's closed. Yeah. So your boy was getting swole. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Six pack finally coming in. Oh yeah, you know it. I mean, ask Fear Dragon. Like he knows. Oh, is rock that solid abs, yo. Salute. Yeah, I'm. I'm super sad just because it was like the way I got into the gym was it was an hour of basically like a time to not think about anything else, even if I was super stressed or on a deadline or something. Mm-hmm. Not the same when you go outside, especially since when you go outside, everyone's wearing masks and you're like, oh, my God, zombie apocalypse movie. Right. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. you. Just put on headphones and just, uh, you know, that hour or so that you stay there, get your mind off everything and you just feel good after, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Get like a really good session in, not comparable to just taking a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways... Yeah, I think uh, we're we're working out okay esports wise because we all well, especially for StarCraft two, most of us, if not all of us, depend a lot on our Twitch income anyways. So the lack of offline events has certainly hit like a lot of industries and a lot of people in our industry really hard. We are a little bit fortunate because we already, I guess, had the stay at home backup plan. But uh, yeah, you you stream right? So you're a streamer, you're a caster, uh, you've done, I feel like one or two hosting gigs. And well, mm -hmm. of course, when you do things like Kings of the North, you're kind of required to do like, like everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're, you've been everything. But most people know you as the person who does the StarCraft 2 songs. So you're one of the OGs. It's weird to think about that. Because when we think of OGs, we think of the Brood War guys who came in, you know, day nine, tasteless artosis. But uh, we talked about this once, how we're actually, we're kind of OGs. Like, we're back there yeah. in 2010, and then really hardcore in 2011, especially you were. You really oh, had man. an explosion back then. Yeah, it was crazy, you know? And uh, that was when I learned real, uh, real quick about the muddy waters that is copyright. <laughs> you know, that I've got copyright, you know? So, um. It was really nice, though, you know, just getting all of those songs going and the videos. And there was a time that so many people were just vibing off of the game, right? It was new. And uh, the tournaments, right, it was so cool. We had a lot of stuff in NA especially, too. So it was kind of cool to be able to kind of get into that um, 
that part of uh, esports, I would say, because we were doing live shows and stuff too at events, you know, so, uh, NASL, me and Anna did a performance there and uh, IPL did a performance there too. We had like Gordon Hayward come out. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I don't remember that part, but I, I do remember Gordon Hayward being like the, uh, the hot topic at one point. And like he's still like mm-hmm. a big gamer, super, you know, super big deal actually. Yeah, he's in like a Comcast commercial now too. Like a yeah, for... <laughs> he's like, like on the side like, banner of Team play? Liquid. <laughs> yeah. He looks so enthusiastic, and I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you even did it at Hell to Boot time. <laughs> we asked you to come up on stage. Yeah. Oh, do you? Uh, you also remember <laughs> that there was a um? Remember that totally random? It was North by Northwest actually. Right, uh-huh. wasn't it in in uh, in Toronto? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. Jeez, that was a really random yep. thing, man. But they didn't they just kind of like they're like they didn't have anything else planned. They're like, hey, can you do a song? And you're like, I guess. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? It was an outdoor <laughs> event too. Yeah. Uh, so they had like a you know the stage where they would play the games and whatnot too, and they were like, yeah, well, we'll get you up here if you want, and you can like do a song and. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what happens if it rains? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it ended up raining it actually did. too. Yeah. Oh my God. We had to cut Omen. something HP short. Omen. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was sponsored by that. That was such a weird random event, man. That was random. And like, uh, what's her face was there too? Caitlin? Do you remember her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. She was, she was yeah. doing stuff for uh, Omen. And I was like, where you been at? I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where I met with actually. Uh, people might know okay. her as, as TLO's wife, but she's also like TL's manager now and Starcup Team manager, that mm-hmm. is. And a really cool person. I was, was actively involved in Gears of War, but yeah, she was super cool. She's awesome. Yeah. Met a lot of cool people there, but it was, it really was a, a very odd event. But anyway, so people always are asking you to come up and, and do your songs because they're so beloved by the community. But you are also, you're, I mean, there's a reason you wrote those songs. There's a reason they're, they're good songs. You are a singer songwriter, right? So what is your actual day job? Mm-hmm. So, um, I do, I work like part-time at a vape shop pretty much. (laughs) Um, and then (laughs) I do also, so people will come here and usually like rap artists, uh, in like the Boston area and I'll like record them and do mixing too. So I do a lot of audio engineering. People will send me their tracks and I'll, you know, lay it down, get everything nice and uh, sound and sexy and then send it back to them and then they'll pay me for that too. So. It's kind of like a mixture of many things, man. I think my last time I had a day job, day job was like when I was doing accounting. Oh. And I was like, this isn't me. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound like you, man. <laughs> I was an accountant, yeah. It does not. <laughs> For like three, four oh, years. Man, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, the freelance life is all about getting like as many gigs and side hustles, right, as possible. So it is, yeah. Not really all that surprising. But I know you had mentioned like, working and editing and recording so i was i thought you worked in a um mm-hmm. well basically what you just described i thought that was <laughs> a day job yeah exactly yeah yeah but no it's super cool i mean you do it from home then yep pretty much wow. and then yeah. a lot of it's just like word of mouth like i don't have you know like tempos um audio engineer extraordinaire <laughs> like website or anything <laughs> like that it's more so the people that i used to even uh record with even in like high school and uh people in so i live very north of boston now i used to live more close uh, to the heart of boston so i'd have a lot of people from boston come in right off the train you know come through lay down a lay down like a mixtape over the course of like a week or two 
men, you know, they'll tell their friends about it and say like, yo, you gotta, you gotta mess. It's Cal. So they call me Cal. They're like, you gotta mess with Cal, man. He's the Jedi. <laughs> I got this one dude that comes through and he's like, yo, man, I don't know. It's, it's just the vibe thing. You know, I, I, and you just put the right, the right, the right flavor on the track and da, 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 da. And uh, it's just cool like that, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, a lot of our our industry is also a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you start actually casting? You know, I, I had known you oh, man. as like a fan, kind of, but I also met you personally very early on. So I, I yeah. did know you mostly for your singing. When did you first start commentating? So this was... um. Man, what year was it? I'm actually going to have to Google this real quick because I know exactly <laughs> what event it was. Um, well, <laughs> funny. It, it was uh, the Demos Esport or the Demos Team League is what it was. Demos. Demos. Do you remember that? Like, that's how far back. Okay. Something like that, right? D-E-I-M-O-S. Yeah, I do remember. Uh, team League. And that was like one of the, I think that was the first thing that I really casted. That probably was alongside the URTL, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it was actually pretty late, like 2014. So. Oh, really? Okay, never mind. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So 2014 is when Tempo really uh, casted for an audience because I did one pro cast on my YouTube before and it was like Axelob versus uh, <laughs> Cats, I think it was. <laughs> and I just did like, you know, the Total Biscuit kind of style where I was like, I'm going to be a commentator. I'm a shoutcaster, you know, I'm a... You know, and I called it a procast. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think that was like my first real gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an online tournament, uh, online team league. And uh, yeah, that that was because I had done a few things before that, but they weren't anything special. You know, I did like some things on my channel and um, other people's channels. We would have like community tournaments and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of dipped my toes in it there, but this was like my first. Yeah. You, you're pretty active, like in a lot of different places, is what I remember. Cause you did mm-hmm. sprites. What was it called? Wednesday night sprites? Oh, yeah. Wednesday night sprites. Yeah. Yep. But Chan Man and Living Pink and <laughs> Vibe and Livy came on after. But Smix was also on it too. Yeah. That was OG. back before she was a big baller uh, esport host. Yeah. Right. When she got into CSGO, especially, she just like just ran over mm-hmm. us. But no, yeah, that was like that was part of like a lot of the OGs, and that's why I was like, yeah, you're kind of an, an OG. Even, I mean, I came up, you know, with uh, WCS casting initially, and then Base Trade TV, and by WCS I mean like online, so don't you know get hyped. But okay, <laughs> but yeah, and then Base Trade TV, <laughs> and then mostly that. But you had like it felt like you had your fingers in in like everyone's pie. Like I would see Tempo, and I'd see yeah, Tempo, it and it... apple pie, pecan, <laughs> like blueberry but the like, reason is that five finger people pie. people really like you basically like they'll be like who's gonna come onto this this podcast who's gonna come onto the show who's gonna come onto this cast and people would be like tempo yeah. he's he's eager he'll he, he likes starcraft and he's really easy to get I'm along with down. <laughs> yeah that that was a big thing right like um and i think when it comes to my casting that is the kind of caster that i am like i kind of take that vibe that i give or that that aura that I give off, I guess, but it's more so of vibing with my co-caster or whoever it is that I'm talking to uh, in an interview like this. I'm all about the vibes, EG. I'm all about the vibe. And you uh, you bring a really cool, uh, as you said, vibe 
I guess is the word we're going to be using here <laughs> to the broadcast that you participate in, but they've mostly been smaller lands. You work a lot with Fear Dragon in a lot of the North American lands. Basically, yep. Joe from Philadelphia loves you guys, and I can see why. Um, but yeah. I even Kings of the North, <laughs> when you were available, I know they would invite you. I think we kind of missed each other a little bit on the one that I did before they went to online because you were busy. I think yeah. I actually replaced you, if I remember correctly. I think... Um... I was going to, I'm trying to remember because I couldn't make it. I don't know if it was work or some, something, something had come up and I was planning on going, but um, I just wasn't able to get out there. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the reason was, but you just, I think the one before that though, I had, uh, I saw you when oh, the yeah, yeah. came. I was there. I just wasn't casting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it was a fun moment and you've always been to like the Montreal's as well. I mean, Canada, the Montreal and Toronto specifically is so close. To yeah, us. I'm like so. an honorary Canadian at this point. Like right? I actually, yep. Exactly. I got it. Me too. I forget, I forget who gave that to me, but I'm officially. I think uh, <laughs> at your first, like your fifth bowl of poutine or something like that, then they adopt you there. Oh no! Then I don't, I haven't been adopted. Then I hate no. <laughs> shit. You gotta oh, eat man. more poutine, Jess. Oh, no, man. But the Australians oh. adopted me, so that's okay. That's okay. Oh, they, I mean, pff, I'll take that. Yeah, I've never been to Australia, cool. though. Have you? Yeah, I went with our Oscraft in oh, January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Word. Yeah, that was a cool experience. That's, that's pretty sick. Well, yeah. I mean, it was really nice of them to send me over there on their dime. <laughs> it was also <laughs> amazing. Right. I'll, I'll take a free... Want to go to Australia for free? Oh, I'll think about it. Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing event and had the home story cup uh, like feel, which I know you've been to at, at least one home story cup, right? I went to the uh, home story cup ten, the um, yeah parting the flush, the big yep. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that was sick. Did they ask you to perform one for that one as well? Yes, they did. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, all I do is stim, and uh, when I'm grandmaster. And then they had that dude, what's his name? Um, Rez, who did the hey kappa kappa hey kappa. You know, remember that song? Oh my god, I do remember that song. Oh, so Jesus. he's German. Yeah. So he did that okay. one. Well, clearly the song is in German, but <laughs> <laughs> like, but I had an awesome experience there. So I used to wear the uh the tiger hat. Um mm -hmm. I used to always love these little animal hats that I would get at like 7-Eleven. And I had this tiger hat that I brought to Germany and I traded it for a panda hat. And it was the worst decision of my life, man. <laughs> I was so, you know, I forget who it was that was there, but he was like, hey, man, we were, I think we we're both pretty fucking drunk. I was like, I feel like this is our connection. <laughs> Maybe we were high, too. I don't know. But he's like, this is our connection. I'll give you my hat and you give me yours. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> so Terrible. We had this like moment of spirit animal transfer. <laughs> and uh, I missed that tiger, though. Yeah, worst trade deal ever in history. Oh, so ever. pissed after I woke. Yeah, I woke up the next day and I'm like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can only think of Desro every time I look at this now. But I miss that dude. No, yeah, that's a throwback as well. Mm -hmm. So many throwback names with you. But yeah, so so anyways, so you you've not really made it to the the mainstream casters. You know, so far I've cast guys who did uh, WCS. But mm -hmm. I think for you, maybe there was a bit of that whole, like you had uh, another job. So maybe, you know, you didn't get as many casting gigs as you wanted. But I always felt like it was, it was odd, you know, like when I yeah. start listing the, the, the casters I think of who can 
either, you know, do a good job and I think they should get a chance or, you know, someone else can't do it and there's a fill, there's always tempo. And then <laughs> yeah. it's just like, you know, why, why hasn't he actually gotten uh, a job yet? Did you actually, the, have you ever at any point been like, yes, that is exactly what I want to do. I need to go get that. Again, WCS job is a dated term at this point, but you know what I mean? True. The big premiere tournaments. Because I'm actually not sure personally either. I feel like you enjoy casting and I think you're good at at, at entertaining and you'd be a great addition. But I never once talked to you about like your goals in StarCraft 2 or esports, I guess, in general. Did you want to be a caster? I did for a bit, you know, um, and I still would like to. I, I just haven't taking that step of being like okay you know setting my mind to it and being like you know uh who are the right people that i need to hit up and you know what what avenue should i take and like really grind it out with you know casting pretty much everything online and stuff like that so i haven't made that um step yet you know and i've thought about it and it's, it's one of those things where I am kind of like that person that does this and I do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make some music here. Oh, I'm going to, you know, uh, cast this one here. Or, okay, I'm going to stream now. And so many different things that I do feel like sometimes my focus is a bit scattered, you know? So mm -hmm. instead of being like, hey, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Let's go get it. Yeah. Uh, for WCS. Like, you know, like I remember when I saw Fear Dragon's post on uh, Team Liquid and he's like, yo, my goal I am going to cast a, a WCS or like a premiere event by the end of this year, right? And then he did everything in his power that he could do to make that dream uh, become a reality. And I don't think I, I ever like did that with uh, casting, to be honest. I've kind of done it more casually. And then for events like, say, Cheesadelphia, uh, and I cast it a little bit with Destiny and Winter at Home Story Cup 10. Like, you know, it's kind of been oh, yeah. more of a thing like that. but. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I just got to have that introspection and that soul searching of just, okay, let's make it happen. Right. Yeah. I think there should be a direct, like, you know, uh, there's a, there should be a goal in mind, but <laughs> there is also always that just, you know, you hear a lot of people's stories about going into esports and there's always a bit of, a bit of luck. Yeah. Involved. So it's like the right place, right time. But mm -hmm. uh, Fear Dragon is a great example of someone who did actually set a goal and then made it and just did, did it. everything he could. Yeah. Within, you know, reasonable measures. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Actually. <laughs> you know, it wasn't super obnoxious or anything. No, no, of course not. Ravi? Yeah. <laughs> obnoxious? Ravi? Never. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but no, really, like he was, he was, you know, very cool and he, he knew who to talk to, but he didn't ever like overstep his bounds. Really important, actually. Mm, I think, yeah. Aspect of being, uh, I guess... <laughs> A good networker, right? Yeah. Which is a lot I think of what, that's a, what this is. A good skill to have for anything, right? Like whether it's uh, that, you know, casting gig that you want to land, knowing who to talk to and how to talk to people, you know, when say you have a vision or a dream or what it is that you want to, or a goal and knowing who to talk to and then like how to approach the conversation as well. Like um, mm -hmm. it's, it is very important and it is a skill that, you know, you can grow with, it's literally anything, even like when you're, negotiating in any business or um you know even like your job for a raise like it's 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 definitely something that you got to know uh how to do
but you've casted uh, at this point like a damn decent amount of things like as i said like pretty much all the kings of the north all the cheese of delphia you do a lot of online casting as well collegiate yeah exactly yeah damn i know i think about it now and i'm like damn man your boy your boy's (laughs) actually been uh (laughs) casting quite a bit yeah damn yeah, every time you get asked, it, se- it seems like, you know, because I know Fear Dragon asks you for a lot of stuff, but you're always available mm-hmm. and you're always totally willing to do it. So I feel like you've done a lot of casting over the years. Yeah. But yeah, so have you ever, you might not have ever thought like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do, but I'm certain that you've thought about, you know, how much you want to improve at casting. And in fact, I, I remember talking to you at one point that you actually thought being a host yeah. would be a very excellent job for you. And I, I got to assume that's actually the case since you are a natural entertainer did you grow up entertaining or oh man dreaming of being on the big stage and all that okay so i was more shy uh growing up like i hated being on the stage you know like even doing chorus in um middle school you know that was like the thing that got me you know i i got that like oh my god i can do it in the classroom where we can do you know sing and all that but now we got to do the concert it's like oh come on you know I i get nervous like that but um mm-hmm. i would say that i have been doing a lot of entertaining and uh singing practicing like presentations for class uh were always like a nightmare for me because i just i don't know something about it uh getting in front of people was really really tough for me um but i don't know what it was that actually got me comfortable doing it but i think doing it over and over again and uh we did like these talent shows um i did it with my one of my buddies actually and I think having somebody else with me, like sharing that and performing, and we would do shows and stuff together. And we just, I guess that's probably what got me over um, being able to stand in front of people and just do it. So then over time, I could do like alone, but practicing over and over and be like, hey, it ain't even that big of a deal. Uh, at the end of the day, you still get nervous, of course. And uh, after, after a while, I just kind of grew to love it. And even like talking to people, you know? Uh, I was a type that would call my girlfriend on the phone and just be like playing magic and just literally like not saying a word because <laughs> I have no idea what to talk about. Uh, you know, like conversation did not come naturally for me when it came to uh, like phone conversations, even like that, or like talking to people. Sure. Yeah. I'd be kind of like, oh, but now I'll initiate. Like I'll stop someone and you know that I don't even know and <laughs> on the plane even be like, hey, like, what's up? Sometimes I'm that guy. I know I know people hate that, but <laughs> well, sure, yeah. But it's very odd hearing that you were that guy. I mean, when you talk to people a lot of the time, for me, uh, for Artosis, I think we both talked about how basically we didn't really feel comfortable being up on mm-hmm. stage or, you know, talking to a bunch of people. I also kind of developed uh, you know, an, an okay presence up in, you know, front of the classroom yeah. over the years, but I didn't really get interested in it until starcraft so basically when you found something that you could be passionate about right is usually that trigger that thing that says like you know what it's not a big deal and you love what you're doing so that happened for you that did happen that's exactly what it was with the music thing right it was me and my boy and that's when i first started doing like the mixing and stuff and we would uh, record our own songs and whatnot but um it ended up like making it easier like i still would do certain things like i would show people my music like yo check this out like but I would never perform it, you know, like, <laughs> um, but once we started doing that, it was so cool because then like now we're going uh, to random places and we're like freestyling in front of people in the most random of spots. And 
that feeling of just impressing people with something that you, you came up with or um, a product that you're given, like even like for casting for me, like I love it when there is some kind of reaction like that, you know, and you get that feedback is what uh, me and Maynard were kind of talking about yesterday um, on the Pylon show. Like that feedback loop that you get from an audience is like, it's such an awesome feeling that it makes everything so worth it and the nerves will go away over time and you're like i'm actually excited to do it but i just hope that's good <laughs> you know so when was your first i guess musical performance then? um so i believe if we don't count like chorus <laughs> in like middle school yeah <laughs> i want to say it was in high school maybe did i I want to say it was 11th grade, maybe, at this uh, thing called the uh, Junior Varieties. And it was like a talent show. And me and my boy were like making this song. And we're like, dude, we're practicing it and doing it up. And that was like the first time that I got up and was just like, this is something that I made. It's not like a song that my you know teacher told me to sing um, or anything like that. Like I did like a couple plays, I think, way back in middle school, elementary school. But musical performance was something that I, I had done and wrote and said, all right, I'm going to share this with the world. I think it was like junior year. I want to say junior year of high school. I think so, yeah. When was your first uh, offline esports broadcast? So that was, I feel like Cheezadelphia actually was. Um, I just walked in. As a guest, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm coming through, checking out some StarCraft, yo. Uh, <laughs> and Joe, I was like, hey, uh, Temple, you know, do, do you want to cast with me? Like, I did one match. And I'm like, uh, I, I guess I'm not, I've never casted live before. I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with my casting yet to be like, okay, you know, this is a um, thing that I feel comfortable doing. But I was like, you know what? The atmosphere was great. It was, um kind of a casual setting anyway and i had already kind of talked with everybody and got like uh you know pretty loose and chill so i was like you know what fuck it <laughs> let's do it man ah oh, man and then when i did that i was like holy shit like that was damn that was like kind of exhilarating right like uh when you when you're commentating and you're watching people that are so much better than you and they're right there it's a little different than just getting in a lobby online and being like all right well here we go you know um I'm in my room. I'm chilling. Did you find yourself in a comfortable position? Like, cause you could draw from experience doing, you know, the up on stage for music that helped you in any way when you did casting? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it, it just makes it so much easier. You know, uh, this time too, with the co-caster, it reminded me of my, um, my PIC is what I call them. My partner in crime <laughs> that would be rhyme, my partner in crime, like rhyme. But, uh, uh, it's cool, you know, if I had to do that solo, I don't know how comfortable I would have been only because of like the StarCraft part of it, you know, and like, okay, I'm putting this out to a bunch of people that are expecting, you know, some good commentary. So uh, I'd probably get in my head a little bit about that. But, you know, as far as sitting there and being, because the way that they set it up before there was so, oh my God, the old Tisadelphia set up. <laughs> like you're just sitting up here and it's like this very small room that everybody's packed into but the casters are like a little bit elevated so but we're like casting out to the to the street <laughs> you know what i mean it was so random it was, 
So it didn't feel like I, I had to cast in front of a bunch of people, um, but they were more to the side. So that made it, I guess, a little bit easier too. But I, I, at that point, I don't honestly think that I was nervous about the people. It was more so just like my own doubts of being like, oh my God, am I good enough to commentate this you know, live event? Just getting in my head pretty much been, it helped with the online stuff, yeah. But uh, you've, I mean, that was your first and you've done plenty since then. Like what, whenever you get hired to do an event mm -hmm. and you go to, you know, cast with whoever is there, I suppose. I want to say usually Fear Dragon, A lot of the times, Penguin yeah. and Steadfast. Mm -hmm. and Dre Drenok back in the day too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Um... But a lot of the, a lot of the NA guys, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, kind of one of the representatives, I would say. Uh, of the scene um but yeah you, like you're an experienced caster now at this point do you ever go into a cast and know exactly what your your goal is and what you want to do you said you want to bring you know cool vibes mm -hmm. is that primarily what you're thinking of is propping up maybe your co-caster i do that a lot yeah i i love to prop up my co-caster whoever it is and uh kind of feel what my role is going to be right so i would say that um i am a bit I'm a bit analytical, you know, so I kind of mix it. I think might have been talking about like, should there be like one analytical caster and one hype caster? But I feel like it depends on who you're casting with, right? Like there's so many different roles that you can take depending on who is on the other side of you. So I, I try to adapt there. Yeah. Take a page out of Abathur's book. Adapt, overcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, I think I think there is not a restriction to the play-by-play -play mm -hmm. and you know it has to be one and one okay. I do think that it they complement each other the most but uh, sometimes you know both of the same type work I mean people like Tasis and Maynard mm -hmm. a lot to out hype each other and then there's people like uh, I remember when I first cast with Roddy uh -huh. I uh, it was like my first offline gig was Nation Wars and I was like not prepared. I didn't want to take any of the cues. You know, yep. I, I was so nervous about doing the whole like, and, and you know, here we are, guys. Like, I'm going to mess yeah. up. I can't use the cough button. I'm going to mess uh -huh. that up too. Like, you get in your head. Was, Yo, was, you, you get know. in your own head half the time too. Yeah. Yeah. So I also wasn't really play by play, you know, um, which I've pushed more lately. But Roddy and I actually worked well together, even though we were both analysts, because we would just get like incredibly like hyped about the analysis part right? yeah Together. okay just, like build on top of that type of excitement bouncing off each other so i know it can work but in your opinion do you do you prefer like whenever you think back to some of the co-casters you've had do you prefer to like well i guess how many co-casters have you felt the necessity to actually just stick to one role is there okay any a few i would say like when i cast it with drenok he wasn't necessarily like the most knowledgeable of the game but he you know he could really hype up uh, a battle and he had a decent understanding and i think he was like diamond at the time um and he was more nervous about his uh game knowledge too so i would kind of step in more as the analytical one and then i would let him do a lot more play by play and i felt that worked really well with uh us because sometimes you can cast with somebody and be analytical like you're saying with uh with uh, kev and you bounce off each other analytically yet you know you still can you know one of you can take the hype part and still kind of go back and forth with it it's almost like a feeling thing or just a cue or you know i don't know how to explain it but 
uh, in your situation, that is more like, you know, two analytical casters that still can get hype. Whereas in me and Drenok at the time, I did feel like I would have had to take more of that analytical role and then like really start to study and be like, okay, I got to make sure that I know what I'm talking about here. Um, so. Do you, uh, do you have any role models when you think of casters that you want to like, uh, you know, be Oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. Like before I remember, uh, Apollo way back, you know, I would watch almost everything that he would put on YouTube. Um, TB was huge. I loved, I love, love, love TB. Uh, man, you know, it was one of those, uh, he was one of those casters that was just like, okay, I don't give a damn what it is that he's commentating. Like, you know, there could be like a barrel rolling down the street right now. And that shit was hype. Like, damn, like if TB's casting that barrel rolling down that street, that shit is lit right there. You know what I'm like? Oh my God. You know, something about being able to bring that energy and just confidence too, no matter what. And um, I would say there, as far as, um, I remember analytical casters that I would really, uh, I love Artosis, you know, like, when I watched them on GSL, he was one of those casters where I could understand how the chemistry with him and Tasteless was just like so good and how, I don't know how to explain it, but when I was first watching just that uh, bit by bit the first time <laughs> back in like one of the first GSLs and you yeah. know, just how they commentate, it's one of those things where they can kind of joke around be very analytical at the same time, yet still hype it up. It's like the perfect uh, trifecta, right? Um, so Artosis was huge for me, I think, uh, as far as the approach of being able to be silly, but still be able to uh, tell the story of the game and be like, okay, it's not too much of one, except for, I guess sometimes they do lose it, but... <laughs> yeah, they can be a bit yeah, funny. Yeah, man. <laughs> bit off the rails. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're an excellent example of, of synergy working out well, but they've also built like a significant brand, which uh, I've talked about. Have you ever considered, I mean, I keep mentioning that like you and Fear Dragon do a lot of mm. stuff. Have you ever considered, uh, you know, have you ever talked to Fear Dragon about being more of a duo and kind of representing hmm. uh, yourselves as Darkon. a duo? Especially, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you guys think that up? Yeah. You guys have said that before. <laughs> that that would be our brand, you know, and we'll just rock it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I we we've talked uh, not necessarily about like, hey man, let's do this thing. Like me and you we're gonna be a brand. It's almost like people have already branded us. Um, like that duo, like, oh the I love the yo, know, the fear temple combo. You know, it's just like a a thing that is it exists, right? But it's not anything that we have pushed or anything like that. But um, I think that that would be awesome. I, I'd be totally down. I should definitely talk to him and see what he thinks. Well, there's a lot of conversation about whether like a duo branding is actually better. There's a lot of examples of, of duos who have done very successfully, mm -hmm. right? And it, but it might be one of those like, what is it? Confirmation bias might be the word. You know, you only see what, successes. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, really the best thing to mm -hmm. do. But it does seem to have a lot of power, especially since in a situation where one of you gets hired, another one is a consideration. Yep. If you know, the one guy says, no, bring him. You're always in that conversation almost. Yeah, exactly. You're always in the conversation, at least, if not the, the default mm -hmm. go-to alongside whoever 
you're with. I mean, it could be like a. That's. A, I feel like it would be a. Good I think option. so too. Honestly, like, and there, if there is one person that I would feel that confident in and actually branding and you know, uh, doing something like that with it, totally would be Ravi. You know, almost like the the bitter dam back in the day, right? Like that. That was a. Oh that was yeah. One for quite some time, actually, they were almost inseparable, right? Like that yeah. was a, a duo. <laughs> Right, yeah. That was kind of like an accidental thing as far as I know. I might I'll have to ask Roddy about it actually. Um but you know, we're we're tasteless and our toes have like talked about how much they intentionally did yeah. things. I'm not sure Roddy and 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 Mr. Bitter ever did, but they did NASL. NASL yeah, so it maybe kind just of, by default. It's a very different atmosphere, right, in StarCraft 2 than it was back when we were both just fans of StarCraft mm-hmm. 2. Back then, you had so many leagues happening that you could have casters who always were with each other just because they were the two guys that are hired for the <laughs> right, event right. <laughs> um you know for, for x amount of months so you would get opportunities to build that so you know you bring up a good point with bitter dam there is also axlav and Axel oh Toss, yeah 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 right for mlg mm-hmm. yeah um they were definitely considered a duo i'm i'm definitely there was one for um great warp wasn't there i feel like him and someone else always wanted to be together i feel like i i should know too yeah, but there there were a couple that were being built up, and then Nate and Roddy eventually mm-hmm. became kind of a duo representation because they did a bunch of WCS NA. Um, I think at one point Todd and Kolaris that was almost, like a, yeah, almost had that going. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's very different, you know. Like we don't have. I mean, this might be a good thing. We don't have two casters for one event anymore, right. uh, which is probably, probably a good. good yeah, yeah, we have at least three, <laughs> at least three. But it's it's something that like. I don't know if like, you can comment on this, as, of mm-hmm. course, but I, I always think about that and how hard it is for guys like, like you and me, actually, to to build a brand yeah. when there's fewer opportunities to be on that camera repping what no. you know. It's like you got one shot. You better do really fucking Exactly. Well. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. Right. Like, uh, damn, I feel when uh, Chi started really getting that recognition, there was a bit more pressure. Like, OK. I don't know who's watching me right now. You know, there, there could be somebody from WCS or, uh, you know, uh, TB had hosted us there too. So, hey, maybe he'll consider me for uh, that King of the Hill thing that he had done, you know, like stuff like that, where mm, it's yeah. like every opportunity. Yeah. And it's, you know, you think about it and it's like, damn, I guess, you know, we're, we're kind of doing it right now. So uh, do I want it? You know, do how bad do you want it? It's almost like, are you going to take it seriously here or? Kind of just be like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this event because Joe's my friend. Like, I don't even like StarCraft, you know. Let's just, let's <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, those thoughts do definitely uh, go through my head. So I think this year I'll, I wanted to focus a bit more on music, but uh, even like we were talking about the hosting thing too, I would love to see who I can talk to. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to only be SE2, but I would love to... Um, kind of at least pick some some people's brains like Kylaris, the way that he kind of transitioned into that role even snicks you know to talk about like hey you know you know rain that knowledge on me you know as far as what do i need to do right um i I, I'm, i'm really interested in this and who do i need to talk to like what's good got any tips as far as um you know your road to where you are at today so i think that is the one thing that I haven't done as much reaching out to people and really just being like, Hey, can I pick your brain for a bit or sharing my, um, 
I don't know, at least want to do it. So that that's really what it is. Like it's kind of funny. We we don't ever want to like just randomly poke people, mm-hmm. right? And be like, hey, give me your wisdom. Yeah. But it is one of those things where in the same time we're apprehensive because we don't want to appear like we're just a guy asking for a hangout <laughs> yeah, handout. Right. We also like we need to actually inform people want that to. we want exactly. I think that's the <laughs> biggest thing. Like yeah. when people hit me up for a gig or something, it's more of a hey, are you free? Like, do you want to do this up? Like, people know, like, I'm probably going to be down for it. But at the same time, I'm not having Blizzard coming up and being like, hey, do you want to cast this event? Like, uh, or do you want to host this event? Because we just don't even know if that's what you want to do, right? Like, you kind of have to have some image of how you present yourself and what it is that you're trying to do. Um, and let it be known and reiterate it, right? And continue to, to push and the more visibility you can get just by doing more stuff, then people are going to start to be like, hey, you know what? Like, hmm, this guy's name is going to come up whenever I think about doing a cat or a, a tournament or something like that. So I think it's all about that and how you present it and say, hey, this is a, a, a I'm serious about it, right? Like you want to be like, look, I'm not just kind of dicking around like, all right, I'm just going to go, you know, cast this whatever tournament and um. I don't really actually, you know, want to pursue this. I just did it because I was bored or, or something like that. Or I guess I'll do it because no one else will. Or, you know, you want to actually present yourself in that way. So I'll probably do a little bit better job, I think, uh, about that this year. Letting people know exactly what it is that I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I would look forward to it. I know there is like one specific, um, one very good example of when I was like, wait, why, why not just tempo, mm-hmm. right? Was WCS... Um, Okay, WCS Fall, whatever. Last year's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer a system. I don't have to name it like, a, like they wanted. But yeah, for Montreal last year, they actually did not have a host because Mix did a CSGO event, which is actually a potential problem with almost every event because CSGO has events. Oh my God, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always like, are they going to grab Smix? Like, you know, what do you expect here? Yeah, uh, she actually says she does like a lot less nowadays. Well, obviously everyone's doing a mm-hmm. lot less nowadays, <laughs> but <laughs> over specifically, the last, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But it, it was always one of those things where it's like, well, shit. Like if Smix doesn't do it, like hmm. who is there? You know, we we have a backup. We have backup desk hosts, yep. right? Kalaris and Nate kind of swap could swap off on that. But then even after them, I actually struggled to think of who else <sighs> would do it. I guess Roddy tried. Arcos uh-huh. has tried once. Tastus is amazing, but he doesn't like. He just doesn't it like yet. doing it, though, so, right? so he he lets that be known, I guess. Yeah. Then. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think he's been pretty vocal about it, <laughs> uh, in, like interviews and stuff. But um, uh, shoot. Anyways, the uh, the host role, the stage host, that is. It 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 really was like they. I think I was talking to Manard about it, maybe, or maybe the maybe the person who was choosing, mm-hmm. but. You know, like, Smix can't do it. We're, uh, you know, reaching out to other people. And it ended up being uh, Cloakin. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is really cool, you know, because everyone loves his his voice, and he's obviously a member of the Blizzard community. A lot of stuff. Like Hots, heroes, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, the heroes of the storm. <laughs> Get it right, yo. We Hots his eyes, yo. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you got I don't know, that game. Whew. Swarm host, I don't know, PTSD. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <clears throat> let's not talk about the previous yeah. iterations of StarCraft. Right, and Heroes huh? can have hots and they, yeah. they can take it back. <laughs> yeah, they can take it back. 
but uh you know cloaking was a potential yeah ended up being chosen there was a there was a third guy that like he was he was i think he was literally just one of those like he's part he he did the thing he said i'll do anything okay. and he then he joined uh i don't know if it was a talent agency or not to okay. be honest but he joined something that would then say this guy is available to do anything that is available so they also had him they also had maynard oh yeah as a potential, as a potential choice hmm. yeah um but things didn't things kind of fell through so we ended up with cloaking which was great but that it raised that question of like well who the hell do we find and this is a very like it could be a very potentially serious problem if Smix were to keep doing CSGO stuff. So I, I remember just thinking about this and then being like, why the hell did they ask Tempo? Tempo goes to all the Canada events. Tempo is a great entertainer. He's obviously comfortable on the stage. And I, I couldn't think of a reason except that perhaps he just never let wanted, anyone know. Yeah, right. Right. I, uh, we had talked that one time at previous Montreal, yes. And I remember there was one that Mal did, right? Was that that one? Remember Mal? He ended up hosting uh, yeah, I think, yeah. a Montreal. That was my first WCS, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been the same Montreal where we talking ended up about, talking about hosting. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, that sounds actually like a really good thing for you. <laughs> you and I'm like, yeah, try. yeah. And then like never did anything about it after. <laughs> like typical template to be like, hey, I really want to do this thing, ZG, but... I'm not gonna let anyone know about it. It's our secret, all right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, though. Nah. Yeah, but it would be super cool. But I think, like, I do struggle to think how you would even start that process. Like, same when I would talk to Cyan Esports, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's friend interviewer slash um, journalist, and I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. You know, like, I can kind of give you tips about how to become a caster, yeah. but host, interviewer, stage host, like. I'm actually not sure. I'll definitely look into it too. Like I'll um reach out, you know, uh the dudes at ESL just be like, hey, yo, like even Kyle Iris, I could probably just DM and be like, hey, bro, uh, if you have like a minute or you know maybe a, can I borrow a bit of your time? I'd like to really know, you know, what the process is and what I can do. Do I, you know, need some kind of experience? Is there certain guidelines, right? Because he's pretty experienced now. And I actually respect him because of the way that he approaches the hosting role, right? Like you have like your red eyes, right? That are just like probably, you know, professionally trained, like in that aspect of just nailing it. And then you get Kylaris who can really lighten the um, whole mood of everything and still have great banter and uh, like have his giggle moments too, right? Like uh, he has his own personal flavor to it. So I think that I would kind of like uh-huh. figure out that you know, what would be my personal brand of hosting? And then that, that would be what I work on and, uh, you know, perfect that. I guess just reaching out I is think always the, the, number, the yeah. first step. But then it's also the branding that, that goes along with it. As you were saying, you know, it's not just about letting people know, but it's it also, and that's why, again, duo casters pairing, you know, you get twice kind yep. of the markability. Markability. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, but of course, like a host can't really do do. It's like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that, though. It's like, nah, man, me and Fair Dragon. I know, I don't know, this is a hypothetical, but it's just like, we don't host in this unless we're both hosting it. Yeah, we're we're co host, you know? (laughs) That would be an interesting concept, though, but still funny. Yeah. Do you think that um, with, especially the new format, you know, first I'll ask you this with the old format of things last year and the old guard of of people hiring Uh and all that? Did you think there was enough opportunity for people to come up in the scene? 
someone like you or someone like uh Colterran laughing games like hmm. uh, a bunch of the cast I'm not thinking of. I think it was tough, but I, I do feel like you could. Um like it was a possibility and I, I f- I'm I'm thinking like even Fear Dragon's story, you know, and Nate's story. A lot of these people that are coming up are those or the people that came up during that time were people that were like, all right, I'm gonna dedicate Wardy even, right? Like uh He's, you know, doing his thing pretty hard right now. And you, you'll see him at different live events now, too. I think he was at, like, GamesCon uh, or, or one of those. Um... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's stuff like that where I, I do feel like it's there. But, yes, you do need to put in a lot of work for sure. That what was it? Rock. It was, um, God. Uh, I mean, it's been in a few, but. WESG, WESG, like WCG, definitely one of was those. A yeah, one of those. I don't know which one it was, but I, I've seen, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think so. I, I, I do believe so, right? Like uh, whether your come up is mm-hmm. in WCS or these other events like that, even the Cheesadelphia, like coming up, like that was an accident, you know what I mean? And it just happened. So imagine if somebody else does, um, you know, put in that work and then says like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, they perfect their craft. They have their own like fan base that can prop them up a bit more too, because that'll help as well. Just to have uh, people that request you, like we want, you know, we want GG, you know, get her on WCS. If oh GG doesn't cast WCS, I'm not watching it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's the that's the tasteosis reaction, man. For real. I wish <laughs> boycott. It's like holy, yeah. sh- holy shit, damn. I guess we better we better hide. Do you think that those guys who actually did get the opportunities got so because of just a little bit of luck because they reached out, or is it just the amount of content, content that they yeah do? Uh, visibility? I I think you know the more stuff you do and the more consistent you are, almost with anything, it's just about being there. Like even in music, you'll have these uh, rappers that aren't necessarily good, or even like singers that aren't necessarily like you know technically good, but they're just dropping music all the time and it's like i just keep hearing about this person like you know who the hell are you and you know why, <laughs> how are they so big because it's more so just like i'm just gonna keep on dropping music until they notice me like it is what it is i don't <laughs> you know bombard them yeah right how uh how much of the technical aspects of casting or hosting or what have you do you think i hate to, to put the phrase it this way but i will do you think actually matters you know, is it is it more just like a? I'm not talking about nepotism necessarily. Yeah. I'm talking more like is someone just like, hey, I think they do a good job. Let's let's give them a chance. And uh-huh. you know, you think that just having a good personality basically will will get you through. Or is there any merit in saying, you know what, I went to interview school. I know, right? <laughs> which I guess is journalism school, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Uh would that actually get you a lot of credit? Because I know at least one person in the sports world who actually was, I think, a journalist before she okay. became an interviewer was um, Frankie in, in CSGO. But yeah, it's not usually what happens. People don't usually hand over a resume, right? So do you think the technical aspect of things is actually that important? Um, I mean, it's something that I'll find out uh, over time since I haven't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm hoping that um, I'm, I'm sure that there are multiple avenues, right? There have to be different ways for uh, someone to notice you like you could totally have you know um the communications degree and uh, be like hey you know this is i i i know what i'm doing um and you're confident in like how you present yourself too 
So like you can do that technical aspect of it, but uh, in our industry, I feel like it's not as important, right? I mean, sure, you can go to, you know, get that degree and maybe you slept through all the classes or whatever, right? But you just happened to, you know, pass. And then you did like, all right, well, uh, show me something. Show me what you got. And they're like, oh, uh, well, you know, and it's just like, well, so I do feel like it network, the way that you network is like so important too. And I'm realizing that it is a lot more important. Like you'll have even casters, right? That may not be like the most knowledgeable or this, but there's something about, you know, how they uh, go about it and that they're doing it all the time that it's like, you know what? Hey, he carries himself really well. Uh, people like to watch, um, you know, uh, th them commentate and it's like, hey, fuck it. Why not? Uh, you know, eventually if they're doing it forever, it's like, there's something about, you know, there's something special there. So, and they have a really good work ethic. So uh, I guess I'll give them a shot. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was going to follow up with is just like, you know, as a fan, right? Like, yeah, a, you. My cat got stuck in a bag. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has a bag on his. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, LV. How are you not showing this right now? Come on. Because that side of the room is a little messy. Okay, ZG. It's oh, okay. a little. <laughs> <laughs> I guess stuck in a bag, man. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luckily, my cat's just kind of bang on the door behind me. Oh yeah, They're chilling. They Apollo and uh... Ziggy. Yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you as a fan, just like what you've noticed as a fan watching the the people who kind of just get gigs, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the the people who constantly get gigs, and then there's like the the pop ups, right? You know, like mm -hmm. No Regret popping up on GSL. Yeah. Creighton Olsen right, as well. Yeah. yeah. I, what I you might have seen. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Work ethic is probably the number one thing that I've seen consistently work. Um, just grinding and just being there and uh, and being enthusiastic about and passionate about, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, uh, I feel like in our scene, especially, it's been almost consistent with every almost everybody that you know isn't like the old guard like you say but uh yeah i i feel like everybody's they're all grinders y'all are all grinders yeah <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> a bunch of I tony guess. hawk pro skating <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how you beat the levels tempo you just grind you just grind real. and put that infinite uh balance cheat and you're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i think that it is true but it is like you know obviously there's a little bit Mm -hmm. of luck that it was into it because as much as like creighton olsen actually really does a lot of work but the first mm -hmm. gig he got was because he was just was basically really charming on camera yeah it's um, just like wow okay which is like, like he did a he did a fantastic job you know there were a lot of pressure mm -hmm. too yeah but there is that you know like and sometimes it just kind of happen magically sometimes it just happens right like lucky getting lucky is uh and then using that lucky opportunity being like yo let's run with it man right yeah because you can totally drop the ball and be like, all right, well, I got lucky once, but I didn't follow up. And then the buzz kind of faded there. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, actually keeping that buzz is really difficult to do. Again, going back to the lack of events that we have. Yeah, true. You know, you don't just get one chance at four different uh, weekly uh, shows, but you just get, you literally get one chance on a three-day event. Yeah, it can be tough. It definitely, it definitely easy for sure. For this year, we have a new Overlords, basically. I mean, Blizzard's still there, but less so. Yep. 
and um you know apollo is at the helm of a lot of things do you feel a lot more confidence in the idea that there could be new casters or that you yourself could actually do you feel more confident that you could reach out and actually start a, a discussion oh for sure i i feel like yeah um especially a man i was so hyped for cheese adelphia too right like that was gonna be uh it's actually to not tomorrow, but on Saturday, but the live event, you know, like I wanted that live event and I'm like, all right, we're going to kick off this year, you know, with this live event, we're going to go in, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to just try to kill it, you know, as best as I can and, you know, run with it from there, jump on like these ESL weeklies, uh, stuff like that as well. So, um, yeah, I think there should be a lot more opportunity. I, I, I feel pretty confident in that. Um, as far as I mean, what events are we really supposed to have this year? I forget, right? Well, we got, um, so there was Katowice and then Dallas, uh, Valencia, Montreal, China was one that, and this is not me breaking any any NDAs. They released <laughs> the um, the rule book or whatever, and it had China in it, and then they were like, that wasn't supposed uh -huh. to be in there, and they like took it back. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I thought it was a, a public thing, so that was awkward. So I think China was supposed to be like, one, and then um, so Leipzig is basically the other one that again I'm not telling <laughs> any secrets. It's, like a... <laughs> it's the only event in January. Like I don't know, I don't yeah. know event. So I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Leipzig, and then uh -huh. Katowice again were the ones that because okay. there was the two unconfirmed ones that I just yeah quote unquote spoiled, but that was our. Yeah, that was what we were given. And then there was maybe a little bit of discussion about having offline challenger again, you know, whatever it is okay. now called. But I don't think there was ever anything serious about that. So, yeah, those were the events. Okay. So, the, I mean, there's a decent amount. Like, uh, and I don't know if you guys, uh, or if they do, like, everything beforehand or set everything up uh, for the year. But Oh, hiring casters? Yeah, stuff oh, like tempo, that. Oh, tempo, you little silly boy. Uh, no, <laughs> they did that. They did that once actually, and it was quite good. Uh -huh. But uh, I even this is really coincidental. I talked to Pig about it, and he correctly uh -huh. pointed out that if you do that, then you don't get the reward based on merit. You know, you could okay be terrible at Leipzig and then still get Montreal already the bookends yeah. of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Which was my case. No, um, so <laughs> but yeah, no, we we don't have that happen. It is very up in the air. You're contacted probably. A month in advance if you're if they're, if okay. they're really good so it could really be cool. anyone because we're also the uh we being i guess the, the mainstay casters more so we're also just like we don't even know you know who's who's hiring for green like, oh, oh. yeah true i have no idea yeah or how many people they're gonna hire as well mm -hmm. five was like the the default for some reason for wcs and i always assumed money <laughs> because money makes the world go around uh-huh would do. But uh, I don't know now for ESL and, and working with DreamHack. I I am in the dark as much as you are. As far. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's actually cool, though. You know, uh, as far as that goes, like, it does allow you to kind of keep striving for that and uh, the potential of new blood or, you know, uh, for in my case, even like as a host, you know, kind of like, okay, I can, I can kind of aim for something here and be like, hey, this event. Um, Who's hosting it? You know, like, do you need a host? You know, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you know, just kind of push it a little bit, but not too crazy. Just like, hey, I'm looking to get into this, or um, say it's another caster like Creighton. 
he'd be like, hey, you know, I've been grinding it. I literally, you see me every day, uh, you know, casting this, casting that. You know, I'm good. So you know, <laughs> kind of have to have kind of sell yourself. Oh yeah, a lot of selling yourself in a non, you mm-hmm. know, prostitution way. Not like, <laughs> hey, hey, as a former male stripper, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I did not, I did not participate in the selling of myself. <laughs> okay, oh god, this took a weird chocolate turn. ice was 100 percent legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, now that I forgot my train of thought because we started talking I'm so about sorry. prostitutes. <laughs> they ruined everything <laughs> typical lewdness I mean, you can't have nice things man oh we were talking about uh next year or this year rather not next year this year more uh-huh. hiring spots you hosting and um oh actually i remember what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say if you were given an opportunity and say it was because either or either smix is not available or they just went with you instead you know for some reason okay. would you be afraid of a lot of backlash um i wouldn't necessarily you know like uh i i haven't i wouldn't i would kind of use it as a way to be like motivation uh improving myself right because it's one of those things where it's like oh wow like why you know why tempo this or that like i haven't i haven't proven myself yet so i i feel like at the beginning i would expect it you know i'm sure there would be some you know noise but I wouldn't let it bother me, you know. I would feel pretty confident, like, yo, I'll win them over. Um, you know, that's like my goal right there. It's just like, hey, proving grounds, kid. You know, it's like <laughs> stepping up for your first rap battle, and it's just like, who are you? This guy sucks. Like, you know, we love Super Hot Fire. You're like, who's this scrub? You know, and it's like, oh, damn, okay, okay, oh, oh. all right, I kind of like him. Like, he, okay, boy got bars. Uh, okay, I, you know, I'm still not 100 sold on him yet, but you know. Something like that, where it's like a proving ground almost. Uh-huh. But again, it'd be like within a span of three days. That's a really, really <laughs> tough proving ground. Yeah. I would be a little nervous though, for sure. You know, it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Making sure that I can, you know, get this right. Cause I don't have that, uh, that comfort level yet. It would be something new and exciting, but at the same time, definitely a bit nerve wracking, I would say. Right. Cause, uh, I don't even have like that brand is like this is you know my flavor of hosting or this is my flavor of professional casting here right like what what flies um esl stage or be very very new i think it would be exciting though i don't think i'd really care what people said though i would hope that they would say nice things but i wouldn't let the negative stuff bother me it's probably better because especially as a stage host you're going to be immediately more connected to the crowd at hand anyways so yeah, yeah. the worst case scenario for you is not the guy online it's like throwing apples at yeah, me yeah exactly tomatoes it's the real life people just like either throwing apples at you or just like the, the crickets no the crickets man the like how's everyone doing Ooh. chirp 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. yeah it's true oh like imagine just bombing like so bad like what was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's any way that you can do that though I know, I know, but I was just thinking how funny it would be if that would be the case. Like, man, Tempo, he's going to kill it. Yo, oh, man, he's so energetic. And I just get up there and I'm like, <laughs> I was unprepared. <laughs> like, run off off stage. I can't do this. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like there really hasn't been too many, if any, bombs, you know, um, to use a yeah, very harsh word. I don't think so, right? From from people that yeah, are brought up. I mean, 
<laughs> but you know, like, I mean, if we're, so I think StarCraft 2 is really stabilized in many ways, viewership wise, player base wise, balance wise, whatever, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the last five, six years. But, you know, thinking back to 2012, if we're going to be brutally honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the opportunities that were there because there were so many events also led to a couple of not great commentators or or hosts oh oh believe me (laughs) i won't name any names but hot damn i mean i can think of at least like three yeah off the top of my head and you know what i'm actually gonna name one name only because it was a redemption story okay Okay. when greetorp first started i remember him getting so much shit and he was nervous and like he kind of would go on to cast like very like you know it just didn't feel like he was ready oh but hot damn man he I don't know, like just even his character as far as like a person and talking to him, he just got a lot more confident too. And he was always a really nice guy, but it was more like a soft-spoken nice guy, you know? And then just, over time, he became so much better than when he first started that um, I think he won a lot of people's hearts because of the fact that he started like that and kept at it, even though people are just like, oh my God, like here he comes again, you know? And he fought through all that, uh, studied, got a lot more knowledgeable and kind of found himself um you know he definitely got in his bag and was like all right and he just killed it you know so big ups to my boy retoy but there were some other ones that didn't have <laughs> that redemption story <laughs> yeah not so much i think we all know like which one <laughs> oh god one yeah clearly, but... um actually a lot of people who came into starcraft at this point because we say you come into StarCraft and Legacy of the Void, you, you're so new. And it's like, oh, no, that's half of the game's life. So actually, a lot of people mm-hmm. listening to this podcast might be like, who, who are they talking about? Is it is it is it Roddy? Are they talking about Roddy? It's like, OK. I know, right? Is, are they talking shit about Roddy right now? Like, who? No, you guys need to go back to 2010. Uh, anyways. Oh, anyways. Jeez, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I that like I can really only think of though my 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 point was more like I think on a technical level I've watched a decent number of casters and been like ah that's not the greatest right but I can yeah. only really mm-hmm. think of yeah maybe three or four casters that were actually they they bombed they, they the entire community didn't like them yeah you know and you know it is what it is right like uh not everyone's gonna you know just kill it or even have uh something you know i don't i don't want to be it's not so like an asshole right where it's just like but i mean it is true like you know yeah sometimes it don't work sometimes you just don't got the juice you tried you got an opportunity but get them out of here <laughs> <Get out. laughs> next next you're fine no well, i was gonna say like i think contrary to like i think popular because in many ways every online community can be a straight up asshole right but in a surprising mm-hmm. way, yeah. like the StarCraft community has actually not been too bad. This might be a little bit of of, of bias, I suppose, because I've never really been hated by the community. Like, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've no, watched other real. casters come up and either like people generally don't say anything, right? Or they say something positive. Or something nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's only been a few cases where it's been just really negative, right? And... Would you be scared of becoming a mainstay esports commentator or host? You know, any esport really, but we talk about StarCraft too. I don't think so. I, I think, um, I mean, the breaking into it is more what I'm fearful of, I guess, as far as like, okay, 
finding myself as you know um a commentator or host you know it's like okay uh <laughs> i I have something that I need to, you know, present right now, right? Like, what's my style going to be? This is what I'm going to be known for. I can't just be switching it up every time, like, super crazy, right? Like, people kind of like you for certain things. And then if, like, I come out there and I'm just like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a really rocking StarCraft 2 show today. And it's just like, the fuck? I... Tempo. What, <laughs> what even was that? That was you? like... That was like a TV ad in Toy Story. Like, <laughs> come down to Al's Toy Bar. Hey, maybe I should do. Maybe I should do commercials too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> I get your point though. Like, people are gonna want to expect something. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, becoming a mainstay though. Like, I I feel like uh, at this stage right now for me, just as a you know individual and how long you know I've I've, I've been so familiar with this scene. I honestly, I think I'm ready. I would say mature enough to be like, hey, you know. Oh, tempo's all grown up. I know, a little too. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, um, I guess onto a more like technical side of things. I think it's very. It, you're the. Hold on here. Let me think real quick. I think you're the only person I know who's really a, has a more musical background. Oh no, Maynard does too, actually. Oh yep, yeah. We're going to make true. a Linkin Park collab. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's great. About. You guys should really collab, man. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I, it's hard to remember that Maynard did that because he never did it when he was in StarCraft, right? His, yeah. his days as a metal band, I guess, is what he was in. Mm-hmm. He's going to yell at me. He's going to be like, actually, I was this. And I'm going to be like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, I know, like, I know music. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, hair metal. Uh, you know, it was actually like, you know, there's so many <laughs> subgenres that yeah people get offended when you know you say the one thing like um this isn't edm actually it's uh you know super electro bass uh <laughs> subtronic uh, like what okay yeah exactly my bad. my bad so yeah it could be hard to remember that he has that that history but you are you are still actively working with with musicians you're working on a technical level with people's voices mm-hmm. and um while singing is definitely a, a different pacing and there's actually a lot different yeah i'm gonna getting into audio editing because of all this and it's like i can't even begin to think about what music people do but Mm -hmm. anyways i think you come from a unique background in that aspect that you've you've seen i guess more of the um you know if if we can look at the professional broadcasters of a of a traditional sport and be like we should be more or less like them Mm -hmm. we do that pretty often as well people will either say they always listen to offline sorry (laughs) traditional broadcast or not yeah um, I feel like your your perspective could actually come from more of like the the crowd hype, right? Like kind of similar to Maynard, like you would be the the bands hyping up the crowd, not suit and tie, not yeah. just professional do it, but rather connect with the crowd in a more casual level. I'd actually love to hear your thoughts about what you would think if you've ever watched a commentary of StarCraft or any other esport, you know, maybe Overwatch League or something like that, and then like, you know what, these guys are actually fucking it up. They should definitely <laughs> chill out <laughs> and 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 work on this more. Do you have any experience to draw from in regards to that? Um, yeah, it's so weird because uh, different events have. I I always feel like you you do need to cater to the event in most cases. Like, you know, what what is the whole uh, vibe of the event right so sometimes you'll have this more casual vibe and you will have somebody that's a little bit too serious or just like needs to loosen up a bit right like it's uh you know you, it's i always keep bringing it back to the vibe thing where you know uh 
there ah it's don't think for a second so it's it's one of those things where just being able to actually you know absorb the whole uh atmosphere right and then being like all right how are we gonna actually do this so i don't know there have been times where i would you know look at an event like that and just be like yeah it just feels off something just feels off you know and i can kind of pinpoint certain things about it but sometimes it's just as uh like a chemistry thing um as far as the technical aspect of it i don't know if i have much <laughs> like i don't think i ha i'm in the place to be like no like do it do it over like this is how you know uh i'm not necessarily the like the manager the managerial type when it comes down to like the performance side of things it was more so like i know that i can get the people going you know it's like i i know how to kind of cater to my environment and uh you know um know when i'm being too you know over the top or the balance right like you, you can play it on the safe side or you can mm -hmm. just be like well this is me and i'm gonna do it let's go you know like the only way that you know how i think being very uh, adaptable is so important because Sometimes, you know, you just, you, you need to be able to fit in that puzzle. You know, you just, sometimes people will try to put the square peg into the, the circle where it's like, you know, a lot of the times it's just about being like, all right, how can I kind of like fit in here and how should I approach it? Is it working? What's the reaction? Um, and then I can kind of go from there, right? So it's, it's so, it's such an interesting topic though, because I feel like there's no right or wrong way to do things, but like a single right or wrong way. There's a lot of wrong ways to do things, but <laughs> I would say, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, there's not like a, this is how you're supposed to do it. And like, this is it right here. The, the rubric, the guideline, yeah. like, boom, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. Well, I think to maybe hone it down a little bit, for instance, WCS for the past, until it mm -hmm. was defunct, was, was pretty suit mm -hmm. and tie. There was only a little bit of, of bants allowed and very little time to also be a group on camera. You know, it was it was three of us or it was two of us. Home Strike Cop, obviously, a complete the opposite, opposite right? side yeah. of the spectrum. Like, imagine. Yeah. But did you ever look at a, a WCS broadcast and you were like, whoever's in charge here, like, you need to, <laughs> <laughs> to loosen up? I'm, I'm actually asking you to yeah. criticize either us, the casters, uh -huh. or so like whoever you did the event i guess i think wcs um at least from my perspective as a viewer it seems like they're the balance of it has been really good um like uh, i don't know how it is uh behind the scenes but there's like a perfect level of just you know that banter kind of and yeah sure you are you know dressed up and all but it isn't like the the whole uh, theme is just like just sitting there, uh, hands crossed only, and just like, all right, guys, today we're going to be talking about StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2 is a great game made by Blizzard Entertainment in 2010. And, like, you know, you guys kind of all vibe, like, you rock with each other a lot. And uh, there's a lighter tone, even though it, um, you know, you guys are dressed up and fancy, and it's a very high, high-scale production. Um, but at the at the same time, it's it's not necessarily you know like when you go to um, like we watch like a basketball game, right? And the commentary uh, during it tends to be a lot more bland, in my opinion, you know, except for like the certain hype mm. parts. But it's very very by the book, and um, the analyst tables sometimes are like that. But the post game shows and stuff they loosen up a bit more. But uh, 
sometimes you know you get that kind of uh feeling that yeah yeah i i wish they'd like you know just do it a little bit more uh let loose a little bit more but i understand it right like this is we're talking like fox or cbs or um you know these big big broadcasting agent or uh, broadcasting networks that I've been doing this forever and they're by the book. So I think we have the opportunity to kind of reinvent how we do things too. We don't have to copy it necessarily mm-hmm. um, and kind of find our own um, way of presenting it to people. So I think you guys are starting to loosen up a bit more, even though you keep the professional look. So somebody watching that has never watched it before, I'm like, look at these jokers, right? Like, yeah, but, you know, they can still, okay, get into it. This is looks professional, okay. And the other bigger, um, say, agencies or outside um, networks might even look at it like, okay, these are actually, hmm, maybe we will uh, broadcast this uh, next WCS on uh, ESPN or something, right? Like, it's professional enough. I know, right? Well, they did. What's it called? Uh, what was it? Overwatch. Yeah. I think Overwatch. Oh, you're talking about uh, here's the heroes. Yeah, right? that's what it was. The one that uh, yeah. Suppy. Suppy's team won. Yeah, Suppy's forever. Dude, in college. like, <laughs> I swear to <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think we did a good job too. I definitely prefer the way that Katowice was. Yeah, we literally got to wear a couple of like, some days we wore shirts. Was and all awesome. That. Yeah, I think that that's what I mean. Like, yeah, going. I mean, uh, as More far as loosening it up, that was perfect. I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, I was really, really. Uh, it just felt great, you know. And you guys seemed like you were really chill and loosened up and. It was it was perfect. Yeah. So it sounds like you you actually do watch some traditional sports then. Mm-hmm. Listen to the commentary. Okay. Do you have any thoughts about like do you ever look at that traditional commentary and say like I need to be like that guy? Do you have a favorite commentator? Um, not really. You know, I, I I'm not really a huge fan of a lot of uh traditional commentary. Like I don't mind it. Um I'm more I I even I like to actually uh look more even at like wwe commentary so oh, they do okay. a lot of like banter and stuff too but they'll you know talk it'll be like low-key for a bit something exciting will happen but they'll play by play it but then they'll be bantering you know i i love it you know it's just like an entertaining style for me i know it's over the top a lot of the times but i am more entertained by that you know like i don't watch football hmm. for the commentary at all like i i could care less really about it. i really don't care I like the game, you know, I'm more interested in the game itself than like, but like WWE, I, I love the commentary and I love both. Um, it has more of a StarCraft style where you can, or eSports style where you can be like, okay, I know that commentator. I love it when he commentates, right? Like, you know, uh, Jerry the King, uh, you know, Michael Cole, there's like Corey Graves and Byron Saxton and all these, you know, I know you don't know any of these names, but I can name commentators from that. And I okay. don't give a shit about like the basketball. All right, guys, and uh, baseball. Oh, please don't even get me started on baseball commentary. <laughs> as if the oh, as if the sport isn't boring enough. I swear, to, I'm sorry if people like baseball <laughs> a lot, but holy shit, I I it's like the most boring commentary I've ever. Yeah, isn't that like League actually like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do the StarCraft 2 is dying thing to baseball fans. Isn't baseball kind of dying? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't watch it really. My I, I mean, I, I like no, like legitimately I, uh, I see like people can like talking on online about how they should make baseball better because it's really lost its status. Mm. So that's what I'm coming up. Oh, on. yeah, no. It was like the great American pastime, right? Like that's what they can hold on yeah. to. But 
man. Bitch, please. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I like playing baseball, but the commentary yeah, I think is just dog shit. And then also like uh, the sport itself is, you know, if you like, I like the team, then I'll watch it. And like, you know, if I'm like drinking mm-hmm. beers with my friends or something like that. But even going to a live game, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, oh my god, like you need to get beer and drink it to enjoy it because it's like yes, yeah, it's a <laughs> requirement. Uh that's my personal opinion, and I think it's boring. Right, yeah. People are gonna attack you. I know, right? That's it. Tempo. Who crossed yeah, the line? That's it. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, I was talking with Pig uh, a couple days ago, and he mentioned that he likes walking, watching cricket, which, by the way, I learned mm. is apparently this like super long sport. I knew nothing about uh-huh. cricket. And then I went to Australia, and they kept on talking about it. <laughs> it's like three days long. Oh, Tempo, no, like, really? More. Oh, I've never watched... Yes. Uh, I might have seen something on like the... <laughs> I don't know. It was like a long-ass game like that. Like, yeah. like what, did they go home and then come back? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't think they'd stay there the entire time. You know what sport's intense? What what is for? Curling. You ever oh, watched yeah. the you think that's Olympic intense? curling? I've is watched it. Yes, I've watched it. I don't even know the commentary <laughs> for it, but it's something that, that was so random. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know why I'm watching Tempo's, this. <laughs> Tempo's commentary for for curling is. That's all I would do. Yep. Oh, here she goes. She's really saving that ice. I still don't understand it, like how it works, but god damn, it captivates me, and I don't know why. I wasn't. I wasn't as enthralled. I remember back when that was kind of like the thing. Suddenly, everyone was into it, and I was like, I'm still still against it. But um, but it is like a very. You bring up a very good topic, which is WWE. Mm. I mean, I was gonna eventually broach a topic with you because your brother, but yeah. Um, I sort of figured that you also were interested in it. Of uh-huh, course, yeah. uh, Kolaris also yes. loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves WWE. He's always tweeting about it, and I never got it. But you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot that StarCraft Two can learn, or any esports can learn from WWE? Because I see people, I see people say like, "Yes, absolutely." That and like UFC fighting as well. Uh-huh. You know, the way they set up tournaments and and create storylines. That's one of the biggest things that the commentators do and you rely on the commentators to make um well you rely on them to make you care more about like how important like said match is right like uh the storytelling and uh mixed with the banter and you know mixed with the play-by-play it's just something else it makes it so much more so much bigger than it is and it really reminds me of starcraft 2 and how when we're at a tournament how important it is for the commentators to actually be like, all right, yo, the more uh, the commentator can tell this story or make this, like, make you give a shit about this match, you know, it's just a StarCraft II match, right? In the round of who knows what. But how do, how do you make the people care that this is an important match for these players or, like, the backstory? Like, why should I care about this player, you know? Um, and then we've, I mean, this is a topic, of course, I'm sure y'all have talked about um, in the past, but. I think it's one of the most important things and it really reminds me of WWE in the same way where it's like, wow, okay, you know, um, this is crazy, right? Like when my brother was going for the title for the first time, they're like making uh, the commentary so epic as far as what it means to him for being in the game for so long and never getting a title shot, being held down by Vince. And uh, well, Vince McMahon is like the, oh, you know, the CEO and he's like the big. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
So it was Isn't he kind of a douche? Yeah, exactly, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they call him he who shall not be named, so uh <laughs> Gotcha. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, and he uh he'll be the first um African born WWE superstar and like just all these different things and like his family and you know, uh they incorporated the kids into um, you know, the run, like wrestlers coming out and like pointing at his wife in the crowd and like the kids like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's your husband like you'll never be champion like you know stuff like that oh, you wow. know stu- uh, it, they, it gets over the top and crazy and that's what makes it just fun i guess to watch but uh the commentary really like they do a really good job as far as storytelling goes so i think that's um probably why i drew that kind of parallel so you know obviously we don't want to manufacture um storylines right or you know write the script everyone jokes that overwatch league is scripted because <laughs> the stories that can pop out there but like i i wonder how much you would would you you know if you were suddenly like a, a host either it's your first gig or maybe you've already cemented yourself in the scene mm-hmm. would you try and bring more of that wwe style into it you know like mm-hmm. we try and bring up storylines but we're still mostly factual yeah you know smix goes on stage and she's she's mostly factual mm-hmm not a whole lot of like the bants and and joking yeah would you go up there and be more like you know like and here's true the man who can only ever make zerglings and nothing else (laughs) i probably yeah no i mean i know what you mean right like uh adding that like little little spiciness to it and uh even yeah i i believe so as far as hosting goes i think uh within you know it being tasteful not tasteless <laughs> no but uh <laughs> but like you know like yeah i i would probably you know be on that path as far as uh giving it that that little extra sriracha so yeah i think it's something that like we always talk about how we yeah yeah i mean exploring it would be nice because we don't have i mean as as much as we love smix and is damn good at the job as she is we mm-hmm. don't have variety which can sometimes be a bad thing right yeah other esports usually uh, either they have to basically branch out in all regards interviewers you know in the in the player pit and because there's so yep. many events right but um we don't get necessarily that that big of a mixture when it comes to our our stage hosts so it would certainly yeah. be a, a way to appeal differently and maybe that's going to get you more pushback yeah know, right because stereotypically starcraft 2 is a little more of that straight laced type of esport right we're yep. we kind of hold ourselves to a higher standard higher, yeah we're like the uh the gentleman's game you know like we're yeah you know, you know. <laughs> we're fucking tennis man we're so lame but yeah yeah but it, it would be something that would be interesting it's difficult to do because you know the players obviously have to play a bit of a role and some people have been kind of cool about coming out and doing some things you know pure dragon had that competition <laughs> where uh, they did yeah. something silly uh-huh yeah do you think like you could I you're so good with people, you know, everyone likes tempo. Do you Aww. think you could do a really good job of of bringing out the player, especially the non-Korean players personality? I think so. Um I do it a lot at uh Cheesadelphia interviews, you know, mm-hmm. so I've been practicing just like kind of, you know, the, the personalities of different people and how to even uh, you know, when I co- co-commentate with like the players and whatnot. So I think so. Like, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people do feel a connection, you know, and, and I'm genuinely interested too. So a lot of the times I'm not just kind of 
just like, all right, here comes the interview and, you know, hey, uh, blah, 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 this is that. I kind of, you know, I I don't know, it's a feeling thing and I'm genuinely interested and I want to know the answers to these questions and I'll kind of dig a little bit, you know, I'll, I'll try to get as much backstory uh, as I can in order to incorporate it into that kind of question. So um, it's really, yeah, it's really important to show that one you care and ask them the questions that make them think a little bit more and maybe smile before they actually uh, answer it to, you know, to kind of uh, lighten them up there. And like you said, not all players are like that, you know, not a lot of players will actually um, give you that response. You know, they'll kind of just give you this whatever answer. I know like uh, special mm-hmm. <laughs> specials, one of them like that. Um, Cyril sometimes actually will, you know, like I've seen him a little Maybe bit, a little bit funnier, but yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, Neeb's a good example of someone who I thought really did start to come out of his shell. Yeah. You know, GSO versus the world last year, he was actually kind of, he was kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a wise ass, but uh, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he's a little cheeky. That's the word. <laughs> no, but it's true. Right. Like, um, and we, we noticed that a lot, like when, um, at Cheezadelphia, what, Maybe it's because we know them so well that it almost seems uh, like super casual. Like I'm just kind of sitting down, shooting the shit and being like, man, that, you know, that last game. And um, but I, I do my best to try to get some kind of a backstory um, so that I can kind of bring it up there. Because there tend- there's a lot that people don't necessarily dig for um, that I feel uh, there's so much potential to do. So, and I think the players are interested in actually like, you know, they want to, you know, talk that shit sometimes or, you know, say what it is that's really on their mind and you let them, <laughs> you know, don't uh, make them feel comfortable to not hold back. Yeah. It's a pretty important part of the host job. Mm-hmm. It's just being almost trust- trustworthy. Trust- yeah. Right. You got to yeah. be genuine. Um, You know, it's just like one of those things where... uh you can definitely feel that feel feel it just from the feedback of the crowd or the person that you're interviewing to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other things that we could like you would incorporate into StarCraft based on your you know love mm. of WWE? <laughs> uh, more steel chair. No, <laughs> yeah. Just bring up the steel chairs, man. Just like just keep... give it to Sarah. See what he does. Yeah. Just put it by you know by the uh, players' chairs, and at any point in time, they get like one pause where they can just. <laughs> you get one good smack one good smack man you get one good smack but uh <laughs> um i don't know i would say what did you didn't you guys do the belt thing like the trophy oh hell it's about time yeah, yeah like i love i love different types of trophies but uh as far as even like wwe um we've done a lot that is similar i remember nasl did like um wwe style entrances before oh yeah they did that remember like idra just like <laughs> just pissed. and he, but i'm telling you that's like you know some some people uh i like that too you know more variety in that aspect i think we even um did it in home story cup was it something like that where they had them i don't remember then i don't think it was home story cup uh well, there's been a lot of like grand entrances, yeah. but the whole problem with doing something like uh, you know, like the Idra thing again is that you know it's copyright laws. I know Korea gets it so easy, man. Korea can actually just do whatever they want <laughs> with the music. Yeah, 
but I know what you mean. I'm not saying like that's what we should do, but I remember certain tournaments um doing stuff like that and it was kinda cool, you know, but I don't know. Steel chairs most stuff though. You need some steel chairs, man. That's pretty much it. That's I mean we have everything else, right? So <laughs> why did you get one pause? <laughs> and they'll know it's like coming. Before the bailings hit. No, yeah. right before the I would do it if someone cheesed me, man. Oh, if yeah. someone like made DTs, I'd be like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be great. But I, I <laughs> not jokingly, I think I get what you mean. Like it could be cool to have more we have become so used to kind of a standard thing mm -hmm. because WCS took over for so long. Um, you know, there was Homeless Ray Cup, but there was WSG, but like, oh man, like that's that's a whole thing and WC like so many of these things kind of replicated the bit of a suit and tie format mm -hmm. or on very odd hours. So it really did feel like you had WCS, then you had the complete opposite spectrum right. where it used to be that you would have Red Bull, which yeah. was actually really good about doing the type of stuff you're talking about, yep. you okay. know, like the, Red Bull. the grander. Yeah. And just, you know, not being afraid to um, break the mold there. Right. And just, just do it up. Um, I'm sure they have a lot of experience. Uh, of course they do so much, so many different productions and, it just felt cool like that, you know? Uh, I like that if different events do have different flavor. Like, not everything has to be, like, you know, pyro and entrance music and, like, fireworks popping up all over the place by any means. But I do, I do enjoy a little bit of, you know, variety whenever it comes down to any event. Like, every event can have its own little personality. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you're still keeping it professional, right? It's... Because it can it can come off as kind of tacky sometimes too, right? Where or, or awkward if uh... I don't think WWE is ever tacky. I don't know what you're talking about, Tempos. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they wrestle on thumbtacks and stuff too. There's some extreme matches, yeah. Holy shit! Just, oh, okay. Oof. Ouch. Now there was this one guy that was just crazy like that, and he would always do the most extreme stuff. And I'm like, this guy is out of his goddamn mind. His name was Mankind, uh, Mick Foley, if you know that name possibly he's yeah see i i played the wwe wrestling game on like the nintendo 64 or something oh yo do you remember <laughs> i played wcw versus his... nwo wwe maybe that was it i don't remember dude it was so old dude. i just there was the um the wrestler who died what was it what was he what was his uh, name? owen hart or chris ben well chris ben was another story but i don't know why i said his actual name like i would actually know it <laughs> no, i was like the guy like he dressed up like a crow, and he like his whole thing was like he was dark and mysterious. And... Oh, um, like my boy, what Ultimate Warrior? No, no. Uh, he said he dressed yeah, up like remember, a crow. I don't remember because it's not, it's not the crow because the crow is a movie, which uh -huh. is a very sad ending. But oh god, something like that. I would always choose him uh -huh. is what I'm trying to get to yeah, yeah, in yeah. this game. And I do, I never learned anything about WWE <laughs> oh, except that a button mash to yep. beat my brothers. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's WWE, then I understand it perfectly. Yep. That's basically it, man. Just button mash, and then sometimes you do a sick move out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, good, cool. Yeah, right? We need more signature moves, I think, mm -hmm. in, Star in StarCraft. You know, like, people used to have signature units, and it's like, it was so well ingrained in a brood war. Uh -huh. You know, boxer and um, dropships, yep. flash and tanks, fantasy vultures. StarCraft 2 doesn't have as much as that. Like that. Those are the type of things that, like, like, yeah, I think WWE does so cool. Remember QXC Hellions? Like that was a. <laughs> oh my God, that is such a throwback. Uh, I mean, I was thinking Rainer Lings. Oh yeah, true, true. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah, that that was a good one as well. 
the Slayer's blue flame. Yep. Yeah, that was like the last time that I could really be like, that was, you know, that person's signature. Uh, and we even still bring it up every once in a while, but... Um, yeah, and it's it's on the casters to kind of make those stories because no pro gamer is going to be like, I'm going to be the guy who comes in on a bike and I don't know. Like a like, camel, you know, coming through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they're going to do that, right? But, you know, Tastosis are very good at creating those nicknames and calling things by silly names, mutts and all mm-hmm. that. But um, otherwise, we've we've kind of churned our, our titles. You know, the Night King is coming yep. on because Game of Thrones sucks. Oh, God. But so salty about we that. Don't, yeah, that's part of the storyline, though. And I think that's what WWE does well, is that they, they really push a brand on someone. Yeah. You know, literally, it's like in their contract and stuff. <laughs> but, but also with the, the casting. It's true, yeah. It goes from again, not just be like, not just like the storyline of their parents died in a car crash and now they're doing yeah, it to like, raise money for their their little sister. Like, oh know, my like, god, this is so geez. depressing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's more like this guy is the Ling abuser or some shit. Uh-huh. No. Obviously, I'm not the person creating these names. <laughs> the Ling abuser. But, um... That's, uh, every Terran that makes uh, aliens. Yeah, but it'd be so like we like that's the type of thing I feel like we should be pushing. But you know, I don't know how. I feel like that's the one thing I would watch WWE for is for inspiration. Oh, yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, sure you could like experiment with it too. And the more that you do repeat something, like then it becomes um, you know mainstay if it sticks. Um, mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's definitely something to think about too. And it's like. Am I doing this just, you know, because I want my, uh, what I said to become like a mainstay or, you know, is it like literally, yo, this should be highlighted <laughs> so that every time that, you know, uh, several comes in, he's like, you know, the guy that, uh, and just doesn't even know what the GG button is because he never loses. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he took the G key off of his keyboard. Never has to nope. use it. That's good. But it's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, lot of opportunities, I think. And it's like, hmm how you do it and not force it too hard but makes you know if, if it if it goes and it can flow and i think that's like a big thing too it's right like i think for sc2 for us like uh it would have to almost uh be natural but it's just about grasping those kind of opportunities and being like okay hey there it is a lot of missed opportunities that um i think could be at least explored more Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of story building that could be done prior, mm-hmm. but I think to maybe again like appealing to a StarCraft two audience, which the hardcore ones especially are more about yeah. the analytical, and even the casual viewers I think come in and kind of expect us to be because again we have that that yeah. personality, that branding for us. But if we actually sat down and was like, let's like back off on casting, let's mm-hmm. just think about really cool. Even partially you know, fantasized, like romanticized like, uh... storylines, like yeah, exactly, yeah, romanticized, yeah. exactly, like an impressionist painting. That would be such a cool, trippy thing to yeah. try to do, you know, for even like a cast or right? something. Right, like That's... I feel like you'd be good at it. <laughs> I totally too. Uh, I'm about to think about it. You know, I'm going to the drawing board right after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of which, actually, you've oh. been talking for again oh, yeah. quite some time. So. Oh, my. Yeah. Hot damn. It's fun. It really is. So, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me again about casting, about 
your perspective as someone who's done a lot of casting but hasn't quite broken through mm. and an entertainer and a singer songwriter and what like, can he do no, it was kidding. really cool <laughs> exactly like what can't you do i would really like to see you you know in, in some hosting job belly and pat okay i can do that too actually will you rub your belly and tap your head oh at the God, same time wow amazing i can't touch my tongue to my nose though that i can't do no, I can't do it either, fortunately. But well, I still think you can do everything, Tampo. Anything you set yeah, your mind right. to. Hell yeah. <laughs> but seriously. Uh I think it'd be really cool. Um, just also if there is a chance for more variety with the mm -hmm. new system, maybe there's just more money. I don't know. I know because like there's also been more talk about being more open other... to other tournaments coming in. Red Bull's yeah. actually doing something, you know, not it's offline. Still, right? It's but cool. Still. Yeah, um, then, you know, I definitely would think of, of Tempo and throw your name <laughs> hey. into the ring. So I'd hope to see you more in this year offline when we do have <laughs> offline know, tournaments God again. Damn. Yeah, um, but until then, where can people find um, you? You guys can uh, follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Tempo, and that's with the zero. So temp zero, zero degrees. That's the freezing point for my, my uh, Celsius uh, users. We got uh, youtube.com slash temp zero as well. And then uh, if you want to, you can check out my uh, Instagram at team tempo with the zero. And my, what else do I have? Premium Snapchat. That's, that's exclusive. Pre premium Snapchats are exclusive. So I guess maybe. Yeah, Twitter too is uh, team tempo with the zero. Yeah. I think that covers it then. Yeah, I think so. If you guys haven't heard of Tempo, you guys should definitely check out his YouTube. It's not just a treasure <laughs> trove of really cool like fan content for StarCraft 2. It's actually also a treasure trove of nostalgia and learning about the early yeah. StarCraft 2 history. So I think it'd be a really fun trip for you guys and definitely check him out when he's live on his stream. Till we meet again, Tempo, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, to you guys, you guys out there, have a wonderful day. And stay safe. Bye. See ya. Thanks again to the people who already support over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash zombiegrub. And thank you to the people who go above and beyond in supporting that Patreon, Alexander, Nick, and Steven. Thank you guys so much. As always, thank you for listening to Caster Calls.